Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is choosing self-love. In our society, we really don't hear much about the concept of self-love. We often hear a lot about self-interest, being self-centered, or self-aware. Of course, there are thousands of articles about love, but the combination of self and love have managed to escape the consciousness of the masses. We have different cultural and religious beliefs that advocate being selfless. The definition of selfless is concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with one's own. Thinking less about yourself and more about others. Giving to others without looking for personal gain. It's easy to see why some religions are advocating for their followers to become selfless. Obviously, selfless people are more willing to provide their support, resources, and finances to the religious institutions without any questions asked. Some political parties also promote the idea of being selfless because they want blind loyalty and support for their cause. Military commanders want their soldiers to practice being selfless because they can follow orders and put their lives at risk without challenging their commander's decisions. Abusers want their victims to have a selfless mindset so they can continue to endure the abusive relationship without complaint or changes. Big corporations want their workers to become more selfless in order for them to be exploited for cheap labor without any protests or demands. People are taught to accept the idea of putting others before themselves as a noble deed. Selflessness includes the practice of self-denial and self-sacrifice. Some people believe in order to practice self-discipline, they must include self-denial and self-sacrifice. Self-discipline involves self-control, which means not giving in to temptation to get your desires and wants. This is a form of self-deprivation, denying the self of love, care, compassion, material goods, support, friendship, family, or healing. Selfless people have an emotional attachment to deprivation. They experience the following. Don't express their needs or wants. Overly focus on the needs of others. Experience guilt when doing something for themselves. Can't accept compliments. Are attracted to emotionally unavailable people. Expect disappointments. Avoid intimacy and deep connections. They cannot enjoy the moment. The well-being, personal growth, and happiness of others are placed before the individual's needs. In other words, individuals exist not to find his or her own happiness and success, but to promote the survival of another person or the group. Some focus on being selfless for the need of the greater good. Being selfless on occasions is not a bad thing. It's an admirable thing to do when necessary. But to normalize being selfless is definitely a problem. Let's see how the selfless concept is presented to the public. We can see this selfless mindset displayed 
and the hero characters in the stories and movies. The hero character solely exists just to save humanity, protect others, or keep the peace at his or her own personal expense. The hero appears to be happy and don't mind sacrificing his or her life just to be helpful. Usually the hero is alone, lonely, and deprived, even though he or she may possess special abilities or talents. We can see this self-sacrificing behavior in many historical figures who were willing to die or suffer in order to save others or fight for a cause. These people were called martyrs. In modern times, many people have this martyr complex. They are willing to sacrifice their own needs and wants in order to please others. This is done out of obligation, guilt, or sense of duty. These individuals who accept the martyr role always seem to be going through some type of hardship, suffering, or pain. They appear to be content in this position and accepting of all the negativity as a way of life. They may complain about not being appreciated or that others are taking advantage of them, yet they continue to self-sacrifice and deprive themselves of happiness, love, and peace. Eventually, most martyrs become resentful, angry, and bitter for being selfless. People who have experienced past traumatic experiences, domestic violence, dysfunctional relationships, or live in destructive environments can develop the martyr complex. These individuals tend to have low self-esteem, little self-worth, and lack self-confidence. They behave in ways that are self-destructive in order to get attention and external validation. For example, we have people who are known to practice the martyr complex. Parents, especially mothers, who sacrifice their lives for their children while neglecting their own personal growth, individuality, success, and happiness. Spouses, especially husbands, who sacrifice their physical well-being to provide financially for the needs of their family without getting any acknowledgement or appreciation. Leaders who sacrifice their safety, well-being, and family in order to organize a movement without any monetary gain or recognition. Teachers who sacrifice their personal life in order to dedicate time, energy, and resources to their students outside of the classroom without getting any rewards. Coaches who sacrifice their time and health for their teams in order to secure championships without getting any credit or compensations. Soldiers who pay the ultimate price by sacrificing their health, future, and lives to fight in wars where they are not acknowledged or properly compensated for their losses. Obviously, these martyrs are not practicing self-love when they are being selfless. Being selfless is the ultimate form of self-negation. Okay, you're negating yourself. These people are seen as heroes, but in reality, they have to take away from themselves in order to give to others. This is not a bad thing, but they can easily get lost focusing on others while neglecting themselves. 
How can a selfless person be healthy if they are in self-denial? Denial of self-awareness and self-identity. Denial of one's self-worth, value, and importance. Denial of one's uniqueness and individuality. Denial of one's individual needs, wants, and desires. Denial of one's reality. The law of self-preservation dictates that we put ourselves first and take care of our needs in order to maintain our well-being to sustain our lives. Our first obligation and priority is self-love. Now, if you decided not to be selfless and went in the opposite direction, you would be selfish. Being selfish is not self-love. The definition of selfish is lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's personal profit or pleasure, devoted with one's own interests, concerned primarily with oneself. There are two primary characteristics of selfishness, being concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself, having no regard for the needs or feelings of others. To be selfish includes the following behaviors. Self-centered, preoccupied with oneself and one's affair. Self-serving, serving one's own interests, often in disregard of the truth or the interests of others. Self-seeking, having concern for one's own welfare and interests before those of others. Self-indulgence, excessive or unrestraining gratification of one's own appetite, desires, or whims. Self-infatuation, having or showing a foolish or extravagant love or admiration for oneself. What we see here is me, 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 myself, and I. Being selfish is not automatically a bad quality. The word is used to imply that someone is actively engaging in themselves and prioritizing their needs, wants, and well-being. There's nothing wrong with this behavior. However, when a selfish person exclusively focuses on self and excludes everyone else, then it becomes a problem. Most societies usually classify this type of selfish mindset as being immoral or sinful. This behavior is discouraged and condoned and condemned rather by religious sectors and other institutions. However, in a materialistic, superficial, and capitalistic society, selfishness is condoned, praised, and welcomed. In a competitive doggy-dog environment where the survival of the fittest is the model, selfishness is seen as a great attribute to possess. In this setting, extreme selfishness can lead a person to become egotistical. Egotistical is to have an inflated view of your self-importance, basically to think you're better than everyone else. Egotistical people are also called egomaniacs. These individuals are obsessively self-centered and excessively self-absorbed. 
Their selfishness manifests as negative traits and behaviors. They are the following. Arrogant, conceited and vain, materialistic, shallow, superficial, competitive, hate losing, seek position of power and control, lack compassion and empathy, sense of superiority, think they're better than others, extremely opinionated, dominant in conversation, constant interruptions, always criticizing, condemning, or judging others, don't recognize their flaws and weakness, lack self-esteem, camouflage their insecurities, seek to be the center of attention, don't acknowledge the achievement of others, want to take credit for other success, ungrateful, have no gratitude, and take others for granted. Even though religion and other cultural norms influence people to be selfless, the majority of the population tend to lean on the selfish side. Again, selfish in the sense of investing in your self-interest is not a bad concept, but it's not promoting self-love. As we discussed earlier, there are so many negative traits that's associated with being selfish. Being selfish may get you the physical or material objects that's wanted or needed. It doesn't focus on the positive factors that human beings need to be healthy, strong, positive, and loving. It doesn't build good moral foundations to facilitate healing, growing, and balance. Obviously, we have two extreme cases, selflessness and selfishness. There are positive and negative traits on both sides. The missing component is self-love. Self-love is all positive and healthy behaviors. The greatest love of all is learning to love yourself unconditionally and completely. Self-love is appreciating, respecting, and honoring yourself. It is a state of mind that enables you to take care of your needs without sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love can be perceived in different ways. Everyone has their own perspective of what is self-love. Self-love is spiritual and it is a very powerful force that will enrich and empower you in many ways. Self-love is cultivating and nurturing a deep soulful connection with yourself. Self-love is a tool to take back your power and reclaim ownership of yourself to control your life. Building a spiritual foundation using your faith and intuition will help you on your self-love journey. The first step to the self-love process is becoming self-aware. Conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. Pay attention to your inner experiences. Getting to know yourself personally. What's your personality, individuality, abilities, talents, gifts, philosophy, ideology, perception, perspective, and characteristics. Self-awareness is internally and externally. Sometimes we become self-aware of our internal self, but overlook our external self. 
it's important to have a bodily awareness as well. The goal is self-awareness on all levels. How can you practice self-love if you don't know yourself? As you take inventory of your strength, weaknesses, good and bad qualities, you are identifying all the things that make you unique and different. Learn to accept yourself as you are in totality. You are a work in progress. Practice gratitude and be thankful for who you are. Value yourself for who you are. Know your self-worth. Value yourself no matter where you are in your life. Know your self-worth is not based on nothing external. It's not about your job title, relationship status, bank account, educational level, health condition, popularity, dress code, or wealth. Know that you don't need to prove your worthiness through any achievement or external validation. Practice self-compassion, giving yourself the same kindness, concern, and support you give to others. Think of ways to relate to yourself without harsh judgment, criticism, or condemnation. Challenge your negative perception of yourself. Change the negative narrative and replace it with positive affirmation. Using self-talk to inspire and encourage yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. They have their own life path and purpose. Accept your humaneness and imperfection as part of the life experience. There's no need to be so hard on yourself or punish yourself for being human. Change the way you interact with yourself. Be patient with loving yourself. It takes persistency to practice self-love and time to master it. As part of the self-love, you have to identify all the things that are not in your best interest. Things that no longer serve you. If something is not in your highest good or it's not helping you in any way, it's time for you to let these things go. This is called cleaning your life's closet. Removing all the outdated, unwanted, unnecessary, outgrown, non-productive, non-essential, and expired things, which include people, relationships, habits, thoughts, lifestyle, mindset, and patterns. Also, you need to eliminate physical things that are connected or associated to negative energy, such as clothing, jewelry, shoes, gifts, or anything that reminds you of pain, trauma, sadness, or suffering. This is necessary in order to release old baggages of junk and useless items that's blocking your energy. For example, if you have someone that gave you a nice chain, but that person is very negative and you had a very bad experience with that person, every time you see that chain, it takes you back to that person and that place and that time and it triggers you to have a bad experience. 
So it's very important that you eliminate, you get rid of that chain because it's not serving your higher good. Now give yourself permission to let go of all negative emotions that's holding you back. Release all anger, bitterness, resentment, frustration, hate, fear, insecurities, and worries. Forgive yourself for all your personal mistakes, failures, and inadequacies. Also learn to forgive others for hurting you. This releases you from the negative attachments to them, painful memories, and unhealed wounds. This is part of the process of ending toxic relationships with others and yourself. Self-love is not about being selfless or selfish. It's finding the perfect balance of loving yourself and others. By learning to love and appreciate and respect yourself, it becomes easier to treat other people the same way. Remember the old saying, treat others the same way that you want to be treated. Now, we can see why so many people are selfish and treat others bad. It's because these individuals on a deeper subconscious level really don't know how to love themselves. In reality, they can't give what they don't have. If you have a high regard for your own self, well-being, and happiness, this can be passed on to others. In assessing your self-love level, take notice of how you treat others. This will help you get a clearer picture of how you're treating yourself. Now remember, some people who are selfless with the martyr complex treat others with kindness, but it's not out of love. It's out of a sense of duty and obligation. This person is incapable of loving others because they don't know how to love themselves. If they're treating themselves bad on a daily basis, depriving themselves of things they want, need, and desire, self-love is out of the picture. Unfortunately, so many people are accustomed to being in loveless relationships. It becomes normalized not to have love and intimate partnerships, family interactions, and other human socialization. Most people will never experience a healthy, loving relationship. They have accepted this reality and tried to substitute love for other things, such as sex, companionship, adventures, thrills, and other stimulating experiences. They justify and rationalize not having love by saying love doesn't exist or it's not within their reach and it's not attainable. Both selfless and selfish people think this way. The difference is that selfless people want to give as a substitute for love and selfish people want to take everything to substitute love. Self-love is about giving and receiving love to oneself and others. Self-love is taking personal responsibility for your life and destiny. Self-love is being realistic and practical about your goals. 
When you operate from self-love, you are in a better position to make healthy choices and take advantage of opportunities to improve yourself in every way. As you grow in love, it enables you to attract more loving, supportive, and positive people into your life. This becomes your community support system to implement the village concept. You are no longer alone on your self-love journey. Different people will be available to you to help facilitate your personal growth and development. Now let's discuss some of the things that can assist in fostering better self-love. Align yourself with your spirit. If you are aligning yourself with your spirit, you're aligning yourself with the creative energy. We call it the source. Some people call it God. Some people call it the creator. If you're aligning yourself with that energy, then you are definitely on your way to practicing self-love. Align yourself with your spirit. Connect with the spirit, not just with the external body, not just with your mind, not just with your heart, but connect, align yourself to your spirit. By aligning yourself to your spirit, you're aligning and connecting with the creative forces of the universe. Live with good intention and purpose. Okay? Anytime you are practicing something that is good, it is good for you. Okay? If you have good intentions and you have good purposes, you are aligning yourself with love. Because love is good. Okay? Adopt positive values, principles, and morals. Anytime you are aligning yourself with anything positive, you are definitely practicing self-love. Okay? Because you want something good for yourself. Adopt positive values, principles, and morals. Invest in your personal growth and development. Be willing to invest your time, your energy, your money, your resources because you love yourself, because you know your self-worth and you are worthy of getting the best. Whether you're investing yourself in education for yourself, traveling to see the world, or participating activities that's going to enrich your life in one way or the other. All right, very important. Invest in your personal growth and development. Practice self-care, okay? If you love yourself, you cherish yourself, you know your self-worth, you're going to take care of your physical body by eating healthy, exercising, and setting regular medical checkups, okay? You only have one body. You don't have two, you don't have three, you don't have four. You have to take care of your body. So if you are practicing self-love, you're not going to be overweight, okay? You're going to maintain a healthy body weight. You're not going to neglect yourself. You're not going to avoid going to the doctor because you know that you have to keep your body healthy, okay? So self-care is very important when you love yourself. Nobody has to tell you this. 
you're going to do it automatically because you want to be at your best. Now groom yourself to look good, to look your best. Now, if you love yourself, you're going to present yourself to the world in a loving way. You're going to show that you care about your body. You're going to present yourself in a healthy way. Your hair is going to be done. Your nails are going to be done. Your body is going to look nice. You're going to wear nice, clean clothes. Something as basic as that. All right. Now, you could tell when a person doesn't love themselves or they're not practicing self-love, obviously, the way they look sometimes. Okay. If you see a person appear to be dirty, a person is not clothed properly, it doesn't mean that they have to wear name name brand clothing. That's not the point here. It means that they just have to be clean and neat. Okay. If you're practicing self-love, you're going to keep yourself well-groomed. Live in a clean, organized home environment. If you're practicing self-love, your home environment is going to reflect that you care about yourself. You're not going to live in a dirty, nasty, filthy, unsanitary house. It's not going to happen. You're not going to have food everywhere, clothes everywhere, garbage everywhere because you love yourself and you want to take care of yourself. One of the ways you take care of yourself is by living in a clean, sanitized, healthy home environment. Okay. You're going to make that house a house of love and peace. You're going to make that house a home. All right. This is the place where you go and relax and you could just be yourself and let your hair down. You're not going to go to a home where there's chaos and and there's problems and there's trash and all kind of instability. You're going to go to a home where it's nice, clean, neat, and organized, and there's peace and there's love in that home. Okay. It's your home. So you have to make it that way. Now get plenty of sleep, relaxation, listen to your body. When your body tell you to go to sleep, stop fighting it. Don't fight your body. Your body needs to rest. If you love yourself, you're going to take care of your body. When your body tells you to sleep, you're going to sleep. When your body tells you you need to relax and de-stress, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to decompress and discharge all the negativity, all the stress. You're going to feel rejuvenated because you're taking care of yourself. Okay? Now, practice solitude by spending quality time with yourself. Okay, whether you're going to do that once a month, you're going to do that once a week, you're going to do that every two weeks, it doesn't matter. As long as you take the time to practice solitude, be by yourself for a couple of hours. Okay, and some people even take themselves out on a date. They take themselves to the movies, they take themselves to dinner, they take themselves to the beach or to the park, or they have a, you know, candlelight dinner by themselves and they take a bubble bath. You need the time to be by yourself so you can connect with yourself. You can practice meditation, relaxation, and just learn how to appreciate yourself and listen to your inner voice. When you have a lot of people around you, they're talking, they're entertaining you, you all are engaged in different activities, it's kind of hard to listen to yourself. It's kind of hard to be more in tune with yourself. So practice solitude. It's a good thing. Some people, people who have problems, 
the selfless people, they always want to occupy their their times with other people. They always want to have people around so they can cater to other people. But this is about you. It's about you catering to yourself and your own needs while you are in the moment of solitude. Create a self-love ritual ritual with your daily care. Practice gratitude towards your body. Each time you take a shower, massage your hands, your feet, and wash your hair, you're going to practice a ritual. You're going to tell yourself how much you appreciate yourself, how much you love yourself, how much you care for yourself, and how wonderful you are, how special you are. This this is a self-love ritual. You're going to do a ritual. A ritual is something that you do on a routine basis, okay? Now, daily care. You're going to brush your teeth every day. You're going to take a bath every day. You're going to, you know, clean yourself every day. So every time you're practicing your daily care rituals, you're going to say positive affirmation to yourself. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to tell yourself how beautiful you are, how handsome you are, and how much you love yourself, okay? You're going to create a self-love ritual. Now, practice positive self-talk, okay? Talk positive to yourself. Become your own life coach and teacher. Talk to yourself, okay? Very important. Talk to yourself. You're going to have positive talk with yourself, okay? In your moment of self-solitude, you could actually talk to yourself. Right, you could review the things that you learn in the day. You can go ahead on and give yourself good advice. You could pat yourself on the back for a great job well done. Learn to talk to yourself. It's very important. There's nothing wrong with taking time out and talking to yourself. As long as you're in a place where nobody's gonna think you're crazy. You know, you can't be walking down the street talking to yourself or be at work just talking to yourself. But practice solitude. When you're in a place by yourself, relax and comfortable, you can talk to yourself. Now, get creative and express yourself through your talents. You know, whether you're writing, you're dancing, you're painting, you're listening to music, you're building, you're sculpturing. It doesn't matter what your choice is. You just have to let yourself be free, okay? Find your talents because a lot of people have talents and they don't even know they have talents, okay? They don't explore that talent. They don't develop that talent. So as part of self-love, you have to practice being creative, practice being expressive. If you don't have a talent, you can go ahead on and learn something, okay? You could always teach yourself how to dance, how to write, how to make music, how to um, build, you know, how to paint. You could always teach yourself that. You could take a class. If you have interest in any of these creative arts, a creative form of expression, take a class. Learn how to do that. As part of you releasing your creative energy, you are practicing self-love because that creative energy is empowering. It's, it's, it's going to energize you. It's going to inspire you. It's going to put you in a much better place. Remind yourself of your best qualities and accomplishments. Sometimes we forget all the great things we've done, especially when we fail at something, especially when we are disappointed in ourselves, especially when we don't feel good for whatever reason. 
No, we start that negative self-talk. We have to remind ourselves of our accomplishments, all the great things that we've done. You know, if you touch people's lives in a special way in your job, maybe you're a nurse, you're a social worker, uh, maybe you're a teacher, okay, maybe you're a coach, whatever it is that you're doing, that you're contributing something positive to other people and to humanity, you have to consider that one of your best works. So you have to remind yourself of your greatness, how special you are and how unique you are. Enjoy having fun and laughter. Don't take everything in life so serious. This is very important because we are so caught up in our daily lives, our daily routines. We're paying bills. We're taking care of children. We're going to work. We're fixing the car. Sometimes, you know, we get caught up in the seriousness of life and we forget to have fun. We forget to laugh. Remember when you were a child, carefree, worry-free, you didn't have no fears. You just relaxed and you ran and you played and you jumped and you just had a good time. Go back to that moment, okay? Get in touch with that inner child, that inner child who likes to laugh and giggle and have fun. Life is about enjoying it, having fun. So by you doing that, you're practicing self-love. You know that you're worthy of having a good time. You're worthy of laughing. You deserve it. You earn it. All right? Just because you are. Not because you did all these wonderful things, but because you have life. Because you are alive. Okay? There are a lot of things in life that you can find happiness and joy and pleasure. Some people like to listen to comedy. Some people like to, you know, watch people when they do silly things and that tickles them and make them laugh. All right. So enjoy your life. Don't take life so seriously. Now follow your passion, follow your passion and don't give up on your dreams. That is part of being alive. Every human being should get in touch with their passionate side. And they should have a dream, something that you want to do while you're here on this planet. Follow your dreams. Don't give up. Get in touch with your passionate. Okay, most people are passionate about their dreams. Whatever you are passionate about, that is your dream. It's something that you want to experience while you're here on this planet. Okay, please make it your business to make your dreams come true. Now, we have to be realistic. Maybe you had a dream 10 years ago and that dream may may no longer be possible. Okay, you can have another dream. It's up to you. You can have 20 dreams. You can have 10 dreams. You can have five dreams or you can have one. But make sure that you have at least one dream. Make sure that you get in touch with your passionate side. Something that moves you. Something that makes you happy. Something that you could do all day. Something that's not considered work. It's pure enjoyment. Sometimes it may be a it may be a hobby that you have. Okay? And that hobby could be your dream. Now get out of your comfort zone and dare to try something new. Get out of your comfort zone. Some people are so rigid. They're so stuck in the same pattern, in the same routine. They do the same thing every single day. It's time as part of loving yourself, it is time that you get out of your comfort zone and experience something new. Whether you're going to a new city, a new restaurant, whether you're buying something new for yourself, 
whether you're meeting someone new, okay, say hello to a total stranger and get to know different people. Get out of your comfort zone because when you have self-confidence, when you know that you bring something to the table, you want to be able to share it with other people. You want to be able to visit other places and you want to be able to get to know different things in life. All right. So get out of your comfort zone and dare to try something new. Now, don't settle for less than you deserve. Expect the best and work to get it. Okay. When you know that you are worthy, when you know that you are important, you are valuable, you know that you deserve the best and you won't settle for less. Okay. You won't settle for less. You know, that's not part of your experience anymore. Now, if you were selfless, that's a whole nother story, but you're no longer selfless. Now you're practicing self love and you're not going to play small anymore. You're not going to act like you're not important anymore. You know who you are and you know what you bring to the table. So you cannot settle for less and you are not going to just expect less. You're going to expect the best because you are giving the best of yourself. Therefore, you expect others to also give you their best. Now develop healthy, positive habits. Develop positive, healthy habits. All right. Whatever you practice becomes a habit. So if you are practicing negative patterns, then you are developing negative habits. So now that you're practicing self-love, you're in the business of practicing healthy, positive habits. Things that will enrich your life, things that will empower you, things that will help you grow as a person. Express your thoughts by speaking what's on your mind. Honor your voice and contribute to the conversation. It's very important now that you're practicing self-love, it's okay for you to share what's on your mind. You bring something special and unique to the table. You have something to share with the world. The world wants and needs to hear your voice. All right. So don't silence your voice. Start with the people around you, with your partner, with your family members, with your friends, with your neighbor, with your coworkers. Speak your mind. Share your feelings. Share your thoughts. Okay. It's very important that you allow your voice to be heard. Honor your voice. You have the right to speak. You are here to be heard. Set healthy boundaries. Don't allow others to take advantage of you or take you for granted. It is very important now that we're practicing self-love, we are going to what? Establish clear boundaries. Okay? We're going to we're going to teach people how to treat us. We're going to teach people how to value us because we are valuing ourselves, because we are treating ourselves with love and respect. Therefore, we are setting a high standard. Okay. We are no longer accepting people to hurt us or take us for granted. Know how to say no. In establishing boundaries, you have to know how to say no. 
Okay, it's okay to say no. It's healthy to say no. You don't have to say yes to everything. Trust your intuition and instinct. Trust your intuition and instinct. You have to align yourself with your spirit. Once you align yourself with your spirit, once you quiet your mind, now you're in tune with your intuition and your instinct. Okay, they will guide you along your path. When you're making important decisions or just regular everyday decision, learn to listen to yourself, your body, your mind, your soul. They will talk to you. Your body will tell you when it's healthy. Your body will tell you when it's sick. Your spirit will tell you when something is wrong. Your heart will tell you when it's broken or when it needs more love. You just have to practice listening. Practice listening. Okay, make yourself a priority. Treating yourself like a winner. All right, make yourself a priority. Okay, one of the biggest things when you're practicing self-love is making yourself a priority. You are the most important person in the world. Okay, you have to understand that you are the most important person in the world. You cannot put anyone before you. You can't put your children before you, your family members, your husband, your wife, your loved ones, your boss, your career, your neighbors. You have to make yourself the priority. If you're not going to love yourself, if you're not going to take care of yourself, There's no one in this world that can do that for you. Other people can help you along your journey, okay? Maybe they can bring you some food or maybe they can give you some advice or maybe they can take you to the doctor's office. But ultimately, you have to be the one to treat yourself like a winner. You have to be the one to treat yourself like you are important, that you are special. So you have to take responsibility for your own well being. Okay. And taking responsibility for your own well-being, you have to choose to do what's right and what's good for you. Okay. You cannot give away your personal power and allow other people to make decisions for you. Now, if you are in a coma, that's something different. You know, if you are a mental health patient and you're not in the right state of mind, that's a whole nother story. We're not talking about that. We're talking about if you in the right state of mind, you're conscious, you're not in a coma, okay? You're not experiencing any mental health crisis. You owe it to yourself to take responsibility for your life and make the decisions that's going to benefit you economically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, sexually, Culturally, socially, you have to make yourself a priority. I can't emphasize on that anymore. It's very important that you make yourself a priority. Treating yourself like you a winner, okay? You are a winner. You were born to win. You were born to win, all right? You were born to experience the best life has to offer. You were born to make it. Okay, to make life whatever it is that you want it to be. Yes, you're not going to always get everything you want in life, but you definitely can set your goals, set your intention, and work towards that. 
All right. It's very important that you make yourself a priority, your goals, your dream, your life, everything that is concerning you should be a priority. Then after you make yourself a priority, then you can start including other people. Okay, then the children can come into the picture, the husband, the wife, the family members, the neighbors. But until you put yourself first, everybody is behind you. All right, it's nothing wrong with loving yourself. At the same time, being able to love others. So let's go ahead on and wrap everything up. Now we know the difference between being selfless and selfish. Selfless is neglecting yourself. Selfish is forgetting others. Self-love is being able to love yourself first and still have room to love others. It's your choice to be selfless, selfish, or practice self-love. Every action has a reaction and there's a consequence to the choices that we make. Choose wisely. It is your option to practice self-love. Please choose self-love. Thank you for your time.